Thanks for checking out the Community Recap Podcast, where there's no cap and all truth. As we discuss various aspects of the Christian life and look back to our past Sunday sermons to discuss what we can learn from them. Let's tune into this week's episode of the Community Recap Podcast. Podcast world, we are back with another episode of the Community Recap Podcast. And have no fear, Seth is here. I'm still uh, here. But I I got the honor and the privilege of opening us up this week. And so changing things up a little bit. Keeping throwing, people on their toes. Yeah, sometimes you got to throw a change up, right? You got to throw a curveball. You just got to keep them, keep them guessing at, at the plate. And so... Uh, looking forward to being able to dive in, talk about this past Sunday. Thought it was a, a really good Sunday, uh, taking the Lord's Supper and, and just seeing uh, everyone uh, together celebrating um, what God is doing in amongst our church, but also uh, getting to celebrate uh, the crucifixion and the sacrificial death of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, which uh, atoned for our sins. It was a, it was a good day. What, what did you think overall of, of Sunday and just... Our services getting together together, and uh, what was from your perspective? You know, the one thing that I want to point out about Sunday that really just made my heart just happy uh, was the fact that we had, oh man, we probably had off the top of my head maybe six, seven kids in the service with their parents. Yeah. Um, and one of them I actually baptized recently, so... Uh, yeah. new sister in Christ, first time to take the Lord's Supper for her. I right. uh, just so want a cool, cool picture that is yeah. for I the family. It. Yeah. So yeah, that something was cool. that we encourage is is for the kids to come in. I, I always mean to give way more notice than I typically end up giving uh, for whatever reason. I got an email out the night before, but uh, just encouraging uh, individuals uh, to bring their kids in that are prayed to receive Christ because there is just as much a part of the, the body of Christ as as anybody else, they've prayed to receive Christ, and so uh, it's good for them to come in and take the take the Lord's Supper. Yeah, I thought that was a sweet picture, and just, uh, you know, childlike faith is what kind of took me back to, like, how even a child can yeah. understand what the Lord has done for them. So just Absolutely. a cool cool Sunday. I agree. Uh, I agree. Cool moment. That was, that was good for me to see, and overall, I felt like it went well. Yeah. Man, I, I think, um, you know, I can always nitpick the the service as far as the worship goes, but... Um, for whatever reason this Sunday, I felt like gratitude in both services, just, um, people really respond well yeah. to that song. It's good. I, and I think too, you, it's good to have that culmination where, um, we've opened God's word. We've opened our hearts through praise. We've opened God's word. You know, this was after we took the Lord's supper and I just think everybody's heart. It was sensitive uh, to, uh, the Holy Spirit's conviction in, in their lives and just the truth that had been spoken and I pray sealed into their hearts. And uh, I, I did uh, both services. I felt like, man, it just it grabbed a hold of it me. It went off. Yeah, I yeah. feel like it really was a good well, time I got a line response. in my lungs. And, you know, I'm it's, it's not going shy on me. It's a great line. You know what I'm saying? I do. I think it's a great... It's a great call to individuals to say, listen, how are you worshiping like a little meek mouse, you know, a little church mouse trying to be as quiet as you possibly can be? Or, man, are you letting it be known, shaking the rooftops that 
my God is a merciful, mighty God, and I'm going to praise him. You know, I think yeah. it's just a good it's just a good reminder of how we should approach the Lord as far as uh, magnifying his name. Yeah, it was it was really good. That was probably my favorite moment from. Yeah, from Sunday. Good. But, um, you know, all in all, I think a uh, great day. Uh, packed house, yes. um, wonderful community groups, man. Yeah. A lot of people uh, are jumping back into community groups, and so it's cool to see the the uh, attendance in the various community groups. And man, Wednesday night this past week was uh, we hardly had any room for for all the the Bible studies that were meeting and kids. Yeah. And it's just cool to see what God is doing uh, in and through the life of, of the church. And yeah. so, uh, what what about? It's only Tuesday, but. Uh, Yesterday, talk a little bit about yesterday. What did that look like for you? And, and was there anything in particular that happened yesterday that uh, you, you were looking forward to? Um, yeah. I mean, I think, um, I think if you've listened to this podcast at all, you've heard us mention um, fantasy football. Yeah, my wife calls it fantasy foolishness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Alex isn't a fan, but Which she's I'm very praying supportive for her this week. To, you know, to really... Uh, see the light. Seek the Lord, maybe. On yeah, yeah. Um, we had our draft last night. We did. And let me tell you this. I I, I really think uh, I'm trying to be as humble as possible. Oh, Lord, here we go. I, I really think one, two things. One, this was a very uh, even draft in terms of I think everyone has really good pieces. Yeah. Uh and then two, I think I'm not going to lose a game really? this year. Really. And now it's funny if you look uh, as at humbly the projected as I can say scores that. of this week. Now it's just this week and I get that. Uh-huh. My team has the highest projection for for total what's points. Your pro- what's your highest what's your projection? 143.4. Okay. 143.4. Three so point highest, difference in mine. It's, it's regardless uh, I do have the higher, the highest out of any, uh, any team. So I feel great about my draft. feel like I, I went in and executed the plan to perfection. Yeah. I think there's two questions when it comes to my team. Two questions. Uh, I, I, for those of you that don't follow fantasy football, uh, in the later rounds, I, I, I basically traded depth of my bench for handcuffs, which means starting running backs typically behind uh, or backup running backs behind starting running backs. So if a starting running back gets hurt and they become the starter, you have now the piece in place. Potentially an RB1. Yes, could could be or a good trade bait anyway. So I sacrificed a little depth for that. So we'll see if that if that backfires on me or, or not. And then the, 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 the second uh, question I think on the team is is Justin Fields. I waited for my second quarterback uh, quite a while, and I and I grabbed up Justin Fields. Ended last season just on fire. Last four or five games, I mean, he was a fantasy. I mean, he's stud. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, he doesn't have many pieces around him, but I think he has all the potential in the world. And so, I think that's one of the question marks on my team. Got the steal of the draft, I, I believe. In round four, picking up C.D. Lamb and Saquon Barkley back yep. in round four, feel like that was uh, good pickups for me. I feel like, um, you know, those are two of your kind of holes, kind of maybe some question marks. Who? for No, you. I'm saying those two. The, the bench and yeah, just and, a, yeah, yeah. See, I'm very self-aware. Right. I understand. I would say team. I don't have any holes. 
Re- um, really? Well, I, because you know, I, I, let me <laughs> let me elaborate here. <laughs> oh my! This goodness. is the this first, is what I deal with. This is the first year I didn't rush through my draft and yeah. pick people just to fill my lineup. Right. I acquired a lot of depth, a lot of bench roster spots that potentially could be starters for other people. Yeah. So I feel really good about. The, the patience I you had really in the draft. But I understand. No, I'm that, telling you. you know, I'm you, telling you, you. Just for the record, I've won the ship three times out of five. It's true. This is I, true. I, I, I kind of know what I'm doing. But we'll see. It's a new year we'll every see. year. It is. It has got a few new players uh, jumping into the league. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how this all plays out. So. Fantasy well, football draft. It was fun. Thank you for hosting. Yeah, it was a great uh, time. It was a good time. Good food. Uh, so it was really awkwardly quiet for like fifteen yes, it, minutes. It was well, no, I think it was awkwardly quiet for for most of it. But there was like a, a fifteen minute section. duration. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Typically, our our drafts can get a little more yeah. rowdier than mm-hmm. that. A little bit more smack talking. But I love the seriousness. I love the seriousness. Very Everyone serious. took into yes. account. Yeah. Everyone took the whole two minutes to, to basically to, to pick every person. That's right. It was a good time. It was a good time. It was. Well, it was. before we jump in, I'm going to take the hosting duties back. Before we jump in, um, yes. please rate us. Mm. Share this. Mm. Let everyone know about the Community Recap Podcast. Preach. Um, this is a great tool for you to not only... Um, grow in in your knowledge of maybe the past sermons we've had but topics around the world things going on christianity um and who, you never know people might actually think we're funny well uh that's still out verdicts or the 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 jury's still out on that um but anywho give us a rating a review something nice we'd very much appreciate that yeah that, so going into it this week um, you know, in, in, in weeks past, it's been more of um, setting something up and letting you you answer and la- elaborate a little bit more on okay. some sermon things. I think this you week... Gonna, you're going to switch it up? We're going to switch it up a little bit. All right. Because I, I find out, or I found that, that listening through the sermon, uh, I have some takeaway questions that maybe we can just talk about as a whole. Okay. Um. And there, yeah, and and so the first one you you had talked. Well, first off, we're in Revelation eleven, two part, second part of Revelation eleven, fifteen through nineteen. Yeah, yep. and talking about kingdom come, seventh trumpet has has blown. Now yeah. again, with Revelation, there there are things that kind of happen in that, and and you get to see obviously what it what is transpiring through a course of time with. You know, one instance. So the seventh trumpet, there's quite a bit that goes in to the right. seventh trumpet. So seventh trumpet has been blown. Seven bowls of judgment are left. So the first thing you had pointed out was um, a certain and sure kingdom, that this kingdom is something that is certain, something that is sure. Right. Um, storms will give way. You know, like there's something That's you right. can bank on. That's right. And the thing that really stuck out to me, like instantly when you had talked about this, and something I just want us to kind of just um, chew on for a minute is what kingdom are you building? It really kind of took my perspective to this kingdom that we preach about, sing about, try to live our lives toward, um, basically orient our lives around in some yeah. aspects. 
are we actually building that kingdom or yeah. ourselves? Because it's so easy to do um, the the latter. Building self, especially in this world, in this day, this age, get yours, do you. Um, oh, yeah. There's nothing you really need to... To, to do except for get yours now, build your empire. That's Come on, right. we're in this together. If you're a you know a spouse, husband, wife, whatever that looks like. But but scripture actually says no. Things on this world, in this world, pale in comparison to things that await Absolutely. us in, in heaven. So the kingdom of heaven is what we're like. Tony Evans always says, being about kingdom business. Kingdom men, kingdom women. Right. Kingdom he's, kids, he's big on kingdom, this. Yeah. Yeah. So what what kingdom are you building? It really stuck out to me yeah. this week um, and just kind of made me realize, like, everything you do actually can have a kingdom impact. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that uh, that is how we should assess uh, what we are doing uh, and whether or not it, it is glorifying God or not. Um, now, that doesn't mean, again, that you don't need to go to work and try to excel at work. We were talking this morning, and I don't even remember what it was in the context of, but, you know, Christians should be the hardest-working individuals on their job site. Right. It shouldn't be that, oh, my goodness, those Christians, boy, we hate employing them because they're the laziest people that that, that, that there are. We, we ought to be the ones that are working the hardest, being, uh, you know, leaders uh, in our homes. And, and uh, we were talking about, you know, Christians should be the ones that, in the stands of the ball games, aren't the ones yelling at the ref and you know cussing out the umpire? You know, it's it's your kids in third Which grade. Which is wild yeah, today. Yeah. Oh my goodness, even. man. I mean, is what? What in the world? It's like calm down. You know, your your kid don't even spin. know whether to run yeah, to third or first. No, your your kid just peed himself in the outfield. I mean, <laughs> he's not Yankee material right now. Red Sox maybe, but yeah. he's not Yankee material right now. And so. Um, you know, we should be leading out in that area. And so every aspect of our lives should be devoted to the building up of uh, the, the, the kingdom of, of God. In fact, you look back at, at Haggai, when he's ministering, he basically tells the people, listen, you, you've, you've got all this fine wood. You're building up your house, uh, and your house has got these nice wood panels while the temple of God sits in, in ruins. And it really is a, a picture physically of the spiritual reality of, man, are you trying to build your little kingdom uh, with the time and energy and effort that you have? Or are you putting your hand to the plow of building up the kingdom of, of, of God? And, and here's the deal. I mean, we use the word building the kingdom of God. Um, we're invited into that process. It's God's kingdom. Yeah, God's kingdom. Uh, he's going to build his kingdom. The gates of hell will never overcome it. But part of that is for us, uh, he invites us into that work. And it's the most gratifying, fulfilling work as opposed to the things that the world offers us and says, if you just yep. get to this level, oh, you're going to be happy. You're going to be right. satisfied. And, and, and the truth of the matter is, you know, it, it typically does not and will not fulfill you for any length of time, maybe momentarily. But then it grows old. The new car becomes old. You know, uh, the, uh, the the new house becomes small. You can only put so much stuff in there. You can only show it off on Instagram and Facebook for so long to get the 
the likes and the, the oh, all yeah. those different types of yeah. things. So, yeah, I think it's a great question. It's a question that we all should ask ourselves: Whose kingdom are are we really? I mean, uh, building. And, and if you're listening right now, say you're you're driving to work today, or you're, you know, stay at home mom with kids, or you know, there's no there's no person that really. Um, can't do this right anywhere they are yeah as as christians we're called to do it yeah right? so i'd what, encourage the people like. who are listening to this right now in this moment like maybe think about like what are you going to build today upon is it the sinking sands of this world or is it the kingdom of christ that's and, right um building up his name for his glory that's right. um man just just something that stood out to me really really quickly yeah. into the sermon that was really good it's a it's a battle. It's a struggle. That's the spiritual warfare. Um, you know, oftentimes the schemes of the enemy are to prevent you from building the kingdom of God, yeah. from coming alongside and joining in on. And I think too, it looks aspect. it looks like various things. You know, it's not necessarily doing this great act that you know where four hundred people, you know, accept the gospel in a moment, but it's pouring into your children, right. teaching them truth. Yeah. You know, something as little as that Absolutely. that you think maybe could be a wasted time. Absolutely. Man, that is a seed that you're planting for the yeah. kingdom of God. So, yeah. man, if you're if you're um if you haven't yet, if this is in the morning or maybe you're you're still doing something later today, really think about what kingdom are you going to be building today and you know, in the weeks to come. I, I just I pray that's something that we would really kind of keep in the forefront of our of our hearts and minds. Um, you know, secondly, you had talked about um, it's also a lasting kingdom. Mm, there's no end yeah, to it. In. And so we should live longing for for God's kingdom. And then you <laughs> you um, brought in the, the verse, uh, Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Right. Um, man, is that is that one of those verses? Like, God will give you the desires of your heart, yes. And I think that's so much in today's world, obviously, that's taken out of context. Sure. Uh, the first part of that verse says, delight yourself in the Lord. <laughs> you right. know, uh, it's not, hey, I'm just going to do whatever I want. And right. my desire is to be this or have this. So, yeah. you know, Scripture says he's going to do it. But maybe this is a question for you as a believer, as someone who professes to follow Christ and, um, you know, earnestly seeks him and prays and has these thoughts and desires you know what on us uh, or um, obviously he's reading scripture praying meditation all these things it's going to renew your mind yeah. you're, you're going to start to think different and act different and your desires will change but maybe a question for you would be what type of desires should you see in a christian is that a weird? Is that a is that a too much of a broad question? No, I just I feel mean, like there, I mean, there should be sure certain it's broad, you know. But I, I think I think one of the desires that God's word lays out for us is exactly what we were talking about this Sunday. You should desire the kingdom of God. You should desire the return of Christ. That should be a desire of your your heart. You should desire justice. You should desire. Uh, you know, for the lost to come to faith in in Christ Jesus, you should desire for your marriage to be a godly marriage, and for you to be a godly husband and to be a godly father. Those should be the desires of your heart. You should desire that your children will walk in the ways of the Lord and not depart from them. You should desire for for those things, right? 
Um, and those desires, uh, again, he gives us the desires of our, of our heart. Uh, we need to make sure that we are um, doing what we can uh, to help create healthy soil for those things to, to grow in. We're planting seeds. We're watering those those things. I think delighting ourselves in the Lord, ultimately, our desire should be a closer relationship with God, and He will give that to us. Um, now, how you go about that, is sometimes that's a refining fire, and sometimes that is just yeah, a favor upon your life to where, man, God is just doing amazing things in the sense that, you're seeing, for lack of a better word, blessings. Uh, but then sometimes it, it looks like a refining fire to where you're walking through things where God is stripping away some of those fleshly things and bringing you into a closer relationship with Him. And so that's what you should desire, right? That should be the end, um, is a closer relationship with Jesus. And whatever that looks like to get to that process, my desire isn't so much for an easy path. My desire is that the path, whatever God puts me on, leads me to a closer relationship with Him. Yeah, and just like the psalm, psalmist said, delight yourself in the Lord. I think once you do that, your desires will line up with His. You know what I mean? Like, He will give you the desires of your heart. Well, those desires will be to honor Him, to glorify Him, to to make Him known. So um, I think getting that out of context is so easy. But just realizing that you're first to delight yourself in the Lord. Right. And then your desires that you have after that or with that relationship will be right. God honoring. Yeah. Like, like it's not yeah. going to be a desire to have a F, you know, a McLaren F1 or whatever. It's, you know, like right. these really nice houses and all this stuff. That's not going to be your desires. It's going to be sure your heart's going to change. Yeah, he's the mean, he, He's not the means to an, to the to an end. He is the end, right? And I think that ought to be yeah. our focus. So speaking of the end, that's a good segue. Uh, you had brought up the great theologian Tupac this Sunday. That's smart. Yeah. And um, well, I used to jam me some Tupac. I used to jam. Do you like Biggie or just Tupac? Me some some Tupac. I won a, I won a huge uh, Biggie guy. You got to understand one thing about uh, where I grew up. So I grew up in in Texas. It's a great request. state of Texas. We're very prideful individuals when it comes to our state. Very prideful. Um, I've seen this play out too many When times. I was in the Army, uh, individuals from New York and individuals from Texas uh, really, I mean, it was basically, it's us and then everybody else is, uh, you know, Why inferior. Why is that? I don't know. I think it's bred into you. I mean, Texas has a history. I mean, the United States came to Texas and said, hey, would you please be a part of the United States, whereas opposed to everybody else had to basically beg the United States to be a part of. Texas was begged uh, to come to be a part of So that's the just something States. they'd never lost. Uh, man, I'm just telling you. It, it's, 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 you guys just got some extra. Well, it just I, I, it's just bred into you that, hey, being a Texan, is there's a, there's a higher standard uh, when, you're, wow. <laughs> when you're a Texan. And so okay. uh, I don't know how we necessarily got off on. The, oh, yes, yes. So, um, man, we have our own, like, musicians. We have, uh, we have our own kind of stars, if you will. And so... I grew up, man, it was it was Texas rap. So I listened to all kinds of genres of, of music, rap, country. I really liked R&B quite a bit. Big Isley Brothers fan. Curtis Mayfield, I loved. 
Al Green and Otis Redding, The Temptations. Al Green. Oh okay. man, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. but I grew up on on Texas Texas rap, and so um, New York rap just didn't really it just it didn't get a lot of play. So I'm assuming Tupac's from Texas. Tupac is from California. Well, okay. he's from so New York, moved this, to California. But his but his style uh, was not the New York kind of kind of style or flow of of, of rap. Um, I, I think never heard like, the genre Texas rap. Oh, it's its own. I, I mean, each each area has its own kind of flair and and vernacular and, and those different types of things. But and we had our own superstars, right? We had our own people <laughs> that we li- we listened yeah. to and. And put a higher, I put a higher emphasis on them because they were from Texas. They would use slang and lingo that I would, I would know. So I, I wasn't a big, biggie fan. Uh, I was okay. much more a Tupac fan. Well, that was a very simple question that you really took. Well, a while I mean, you want to know? You want to know? And it just a, you know, <laughs> a, a little bit uh, about it's good uh, about moment. myself. So yeah, yeah good exactly. Moment. You get get a little insight in depth. And here's a really fun question: Did any of Tupac or Texas rap inspire your tattoos? Uh, Did you see that a lot nowadays? With well, so here, here's 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 the deal. Go. I do have one across my stomach that was inspired by Master P. No, okay. he's not. He's not a Texan. He's actually from Louisiana, uh, but it was inspired by No Limit Records uh, and Master P. Okay, yeah. So you have a little bit of uh, uh, a little bit, a little Texas bit Texas rap yeah. on your on your belly. Yeah, I mean, again, they're not. From Texas, but uh, we listen which, to a lot which of makes that. your southern point rap southern way rap. worse than it is southern rap. Well, I don't know how you transition out of that. They, 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 they. T- well, you were Tupac going with said, it. Yeah, only Tupac God said, can judge me. That's right. Only God can judge me. And, the great theologian. And uh, it, it just sparked a memory for me. Growing up in Shakota, we had this uh, guy I graduated with. His name was Dimitri, and Dimitri was. He was athletic and he somewhat popular, but he was, you know, he's rough. He was, you know, Shakota actually has its own gangs, uh, yeah. which is kind of funny. Yeah. But he was That's in the everywhere, gang man. and, you know, just kind of yeah. that guy. Well, he rolled up to school one day and had some new ink on his shoulder. Yeah. And it was actually really well done, but it was a big scroll, and it said, "Only God can judge me." Oh yeah, man, that was a hot tattoo for and, a minute. That was, oh, dude, that was a hot tattoo. And for so a minute. me, just kind of being the curious one, um, you know, I knew he obviously did not know the Lord. Yeah. And so I was curious, and I said, "Dimitri, why, why, why would you get a tattoo that says only God can judge me?" Yeah. And basically, the the answer I don't remember it word for word, but but I think this encompasses a lot of people in this mind frame. Um, it, it said he said somewhat of the of the uh, okay, it, it, how do I how do I say it? Um, he said basically only God can judge me. I got that because um, there's really nothing that I can do that anybody can like speak into my life about or right. you know there's nothing oh that yeah you that's can the really heart behind say. it that's the meaning behind yeah there's it. nothing yeah. you can say that's really going to affect me because I don't answer to you it was something right. about that right and I just remember thinking hmm okay you know like I didn't yeah. really know what to say to right. that guy and so but like that really sparked a, a really one that story but two like how many people actually like walk around today? Oh, that's with that, that mindset. Oh, that's right? the world. That's the world, right? Who who are you to tell me anything? So when 
you preach God's word. Hey, you're 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 a sinner, uh, separated from God by your by your sin. That that message that smells like death is because individuals believe. Listen, there's only one person that can say that to me, and it's God. And they fail to see. No, 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 no. I'm telling you what God is saying. Right, like right. I'm telling you what God is saying. No, no, no. But you, you don't get it. I'll stand before God. It's very much talked about the the advocacy, having an advocate, uh, and defending yourself. And I really think that the the majority of individuals think, well, they'll stand before God if there is a God. They'll stand before God and they'll they'll defend their case of why they had to do what they had to do. You know, and they'll. God will understand that and say, oh, yeah, okay, well, I get that. And the, the heart is uh, in the passage where we were looking at that the 24 elders fell down to worship God because he is a judge who is bringing his judgment upon rebellious man is, is the fact that he has already judged you, right? That was uh, part of the message yeah. is that you're, you've been found guilty. So right. in a very real sense, that tattoo that Dimitri had, that tattoo that I know a lot of individuals Thousands, had that I'm I sure. that I grew up with. That was that was kind of a, a a tattoo that really spoke in in a lot of individuals' lives. To to say I'm going to live my life how I want to live my life, and you can't tell me otherwise. You don't walk in my shoes, and so you can't tell me how how to walk and live in my shoes. And it it really is that's the scheme of the enemy. You can be your own god, and so therefore you come up with your own rules of how. Or if there will be a judgment and, and what that will look like as opposed I think it's to God's funny. word. Yeah, and I think it's funny, too, that the people typically, I'm not saying everybody, but typically the people that have this tattoo don't believe in God. Their worldview is probably more of an atheistic worldview. Right. And so it's like you put something on your body permanently that you don't even believe in, yeah. but you're going to live by it. Yeah. Like, just think of how that makes no sense. It yeah. makes no sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. So anyway, I just I had to tell that story, but also just the reality of like the people that we probably work with and encounter on a daily basis. Uh, this is probably something that they would be like, man, yeah, you're right. Only God can judge me and I'm going to live recklessly and I'm going to live how I want, but I'm going to be a good person, but yeah. I'm going to be nice to the elderly. But, I'm, you know, right. It's just a, it's it's a. Right. Interesting worldview. Yeah. So I thought that was <laughs> uh, interesting to say at least. So lastly, I I don't watch the news. <clears throat> um, you don't keep up with it? I don't keep up with the news. And partly it's just for my own sanity. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think you got to limit it. I think you got to limit yeah, it for sure. There'd be but you had mentioned something about like a social gospel versus the true gospel. What happened yeah. in the news this week. So I don't know if you can say, I mean, it's public news. I don't know if you want to say, but I have no idea. I still, to this very moment, oh, have you no don't? idea what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, I mean, we can get, in, we so can get into some of it. why don't I you th- enlighten me? I th- I, I, in some ways, I think it would be, I think it would behoove us because there's one thing that I, that I see, and again, um, I'm, I'm still growing and, and still learning um, so much about the Lord and, and his word and how to apply it to, to, to life and into various situations that transpire within this broken world. Uh, but there is one thing that gives me somewhat pause and concern uh, within the body of Christ today. 
and uh, this is the overarching body of Christ um, as I see it in the West. And so, you know, I'm much more familiar with the American church and those that comprise the American church. But it is the absolute lack of discernment to know what is biblically accurate and what is, uh, it, it, it uses biblical terminology and, and, and vernacular, but yet it is not does not line up with with scripture might even use scripture right might even use scripture um but yet use it out of context uh and i i, I saw this a while back um well i've seen it in many regards uh, various leaders that will say some things and it's just like that's not biblical and then and, and then people try to make excuses for it for instance, the shack came out a few years ago. Totally heretical, just just heretical. As it was not grounded in scripture whatsoever. But it talked about God and it talked about Jesus. And if you'll use those Christian terms, and if you'll kind of bill it as Christian, it's amazing how many Christians will just flock to it and say, "Oh, it's amazing!" It's like, was that the nativity or like the Christmas story? No, no. This was. Uh, I think a guy died or something, and he was in heaven, and he met oh, okay. the Holy Spirit. Was was yeah, never was, saw uh, that one. Uh, God was a was a black woman. Uh, the Holy Spirit was a Chinese man, or or, or things of, of that nature. And basically, everybody gets okay. to go to heaven. Somebody killed his daughter. I think I never read it. It's just it, it very flew in the face of substitutionary atonement uh, and why Jesus Christ went to the cross. Uh, and it just a lot of it was blasphemous. A lot of it was heretical. Uh, and it was amazing to see so many people that I thought were very grounded in God's word not pick up on the falsehoods that were being propagated. And I, I think because there's such a lack of like Christian cinema, if, if, if people just slap Christianity on it in any kind of way or it's about Jesus, we're, we're there. We want to see it, right? Um, Noah, uh, Russell Crowe did one about Noah. And oh yeah, it yeah, was yeah. just. I mean, you know what I mean. Right. And it, it's just like it, but but it's a Christian film. No, it's not. It is not. So, anyways, to answer your question, as I typically do in a Ooh. long about uh, roundabout way. <laughs> my, but my point is this: there's a lack of discernment. So, okay. what happened this week was the Biden administration approved somewhere upwards of about five hundred billion dollars worth of student loan forgiveness. So individuals that took out loans, voluntarily took out loans. Wow. Uh, took out loans. Each person, I think, is going to get up to $20,000 of their, their, their student debt relieved. I think $10,000 in Pell Grants and $10,000 if you meet some other kind of requirements or something along those lines. And it'll be paid for ultimately by tax dollars. And so there obviously were a lot of individuals that say, hey, I didn't take out the loan. Why are you going to use my tax money to, you know, pay off these individuals? And then the, most of the individuals that were really kind of upset were those that, hey, I paid off my student loan. Like, I didn't buy the boat that my buddy bought uh, and wasn't paying off his student loans. I, you know, I buckled down and I right. I, I yeah. worked harder because I was doing the responsible thing. And now you're going to make me, you know, are you going to give me $20,000 back? Right. No, of course not. Well, but you're going to forgive these individuals who may have been or may not have been. I don't want to talk in, in general terms. I mean, not everybody was 
hasn't been paying back their student loans, right? You know, and so anyways, I don't have a qualm about that. That's a political thing. I mean, really, it's an economic issue uh, that, again, people try to solve economic issues politically. And, and that's how you're going to get the one world government of revelation. I think it seems so far-fetched to us, or did at one point in time, but you see it. People look to the government for answers that they really shouldn't look to the government for. The government doesn't need to print more money and forgive student loans. Maybe what we need to do is we need to look at some of these colleges and some of these credit card companies that get on or that loans that are issued, just like a house loan, say, but you don't really you don't qualify, you know? Let's don't put people in $200,000 Yeah, there's a reason they were debt. instituted. Yeah, right? You know, those different types of things. So I think that's one way to, to, to look at it, right? I think there are other things besides just um, the, the loan debt in and of itself that need to be looked at. I'm not, I'm not even advocating yay or nay for that, right? I'm, I'm really not. To me, it, it doesn't make economic sense. Uh, I, I think it's it, it's not something that should have been done. But at the same time, I want to be able to help people where, where people can be helped. Right now, I, I, again, I, I think this is going to come back and bite us. Right. Uh, a, a, as a result. I mean, the, so what was the part you were the repercussions? Yeah. So speed me with. along. Right. The part that bothered me was I was starting to see uh, believers, followers of Jesus Christ, post and relate what the Biden administration did and equate because it was forgiving student loan, equating it to the forgiveness we find at the cross of Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. And so they were equating, you know, basically saying, if you're a Christian and you're upset about this, then you don't understand the cross because it's basically the same thing. And to me, uh, one, that's, that's blasphemous. It, it, it cheapens the, the cross of yeah, Jesus absolutely. Christ. Um, uh, that forgiveness is is different than the, the the financial forgiveness that that he is that he is doing. Uh, one, it was for everybody. Uh, any that come in faith can can receive it. Uh, and so, the, the the idea that those are one and the same things and it is a social gospel construct that says. Uh, relieving temporary uh, burdens from your life is equivalent to the eternal lifting of the burden of sin off of your life by Jesus. I just find it, I find it strange that people would even associate those two together and that Christians would, would fall in line with that and think that that was true. I also saw, you know, some, there was a a post that was going around. I saw several people share it uh, basically about Jesus and, and the, the, the loaves and fish. And being upset about this debt forgiveness would be like saying for those that were there that day that brought their lunch, that they were upset that Jesus did this miracle to feed other people. And it really is just one did the the, 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 the fish and the loaves that he received that day were given willingly by by the, the, the young man in the crowd wasn't just taken and said, no, you're going to give this is what's going to happen. I'm going to take your lunch and right. give it. He, right. It was willingly given to to them. And it was applied to all people. Right. That the, the miracle was for everybody that that was present that that day. 
And so, um, you know, for them to say, well, it's only going to be for the select few. And if you paid off your student debt, you're not going to get any money fails to really articulate what transpired with the, li- the, the fish and the loaves. And so I just I find it very concerning that people have such a lack of discernment to differentiate between biblical truths and the context that is found and what the, the heart or the biblical principle that is being taught in the story of the five uh, fishes and lo- loaves, you know, uh, uh, the, 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 the story of the fishes and, and, and the loaves, the, the, the story of the unforgiving servant. That was another one that popped up on, on several, um, various Facebook pages or Instagram posts is, is that, you know, I guess I didn't see any of that. Oh man, you, I didn't yes. See any of that. And you know what? I tried to, I, I tried to really, I, again, I don't get upset about the, political side of it i really don't i you want to give for you want to forgive people's debt i think it's silly i don't think it's economic sound i mean we're with i think it it really is a vote grab and many i don't think they really care one bit about the people and their and their debt and sure. relieving their debt i think it's it's a deal to try to grab votes uh, what i do care about so i don't care about that I, I really don't care whether you, you are upset about that or not in, in that in and of itself. What I care about is when individuals misuse Scripture as followers of Jesus Christ because, to me, it just shows the, the lack of depth of biblical literacy uh, with God's Word that you take something so far out of context that you apply what a government official did to forgive a monetary debt and you equate that to um, what Jesus Christ did on the cross. To me, I, I find it absolutely blasphemous. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't I didn't even know about that. Like I said, I don't I'm not a huge news guy. Um, but I, I keep up with, I keep up with a little bit, but I have to, I I don't, I don't keep up with it full throttle uh, just because I do think that it can just, uh, it it can devour people. People get so caught up in that. You know, you, you look back the, the, uh, we'll get way off here, uh, but like uh, discernment, it's not just in, in that sense of understanding the progressive social gospel that tries to manifest itself to say no this is the gospel this is it no the gospel is you're a sinner separated from god by your sin and apart from faith in jesus christ who died on the cross to make payment for your sin you're you're going to spend eternity in hell that's the gospel not well you need to feed people well yes yeah we're, we're called to do that but that doesn't save you uh, and it just goes back into a works-based theology right. and yeah. whether you know, any false gospel is a works-based gospel. Yeah. Uh, but I even saw good uh, Christians lack discernment and get caught up in the Christian nationalism where, uh, you know, it, the QAnon type stuff. And it was, you know, uh, this this person's come. Trump's coming back and he's going to they can't do this and they're going to he's going to set himself up. And, and, and good people that I saw really make a messiah out of the former president and it's just like oh my lord like i get a picture now of how the antichrist is going to come in and fool so many people because yeah, they're wow. going to be yeah. thinking well he has all the answers and and again i think that the bigger takeaway is don't look to political systems uh for uh, the answers to eternal problems. And I, I, in a very real way, I, I think a lot of people are doing that. Yeah. 
Well, you are fired up, if you can't tell. Um, <laughs> I, I do. I didn't know what liter- to say. Biblical literacy is very it's your, important it's your heart, to me. Yeah. It's very important to me. Well, um, valid. I mean, I, I understand your point, every bit of it. Um, you know, it is sad to see, but I'm, I'm not going to, you know, talk about that anymore. But <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to bring <laughs> but that in. I, but I wanted to bring one more thing up before we, before come we leave. On. I don't know if this is so. Again, we don't talk about just Sunday morning. There's something that happened in the Christian realm, uh, the church realm, yesterday. I think today, yesterday, with Matt Chandler. I saw that? that. I saw um, that. So they they released a statement. The the Village Church pastor Matt Chandler announced on Sunday that he had an inappropriate online relationship with a woman and is taking an indefinite leave of absence from preaching and teaching effective immediately. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I read the report. I, I heard, you know, I, I don't think it was... It wasn't a sexual relationship. wasn't sexual or but anything. But I think it went past as far as just... Just a normal conversation uh, with somebody. Uh, yeah. They, they said something about, like, it's it's past a brother-sister conversation. Yes, yeah, that same... Right. may have been the same article that, that I read was that this relationship was, was especially pastor... Yeah. and uh, laity. Right. Uh, but brother, sister, it went past that. There was some probably some coarse, from, inappropriate language that right. was used back and forth. And it was a couple forth. months, I think? Or it's it was, it was for a little for a while. Yeah, def- definitely. And so... So just me, I mean, I wanted to bring that up, not to, to highlight that, but just to say ministry is hard. Um, people are sinful. Do not look to your pastor right. as this person who has it all together. Uh, we are just as broken as everyone else. And to be praying for Matt, his family, I'm sure just the torment that they're going to sure. endure from this. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. I don't even want to begin to realize what they're about to go through now that it's public news. Oh, the ridicule. You know, anytime yeah. a leader falls into sin, boy, I tell you, the same them rejoices. Christians. Yeah, you that's know, right. It, you, yeah. Just, you hear a lot. So. That's why we need to pursue holiness, but I, I'm so glad you brought that up, of the aspect of not just praying for your pastoral staff, um, whatever church you're part of, uh, please pray for your pastors. Um, yeah. But uh, also be careful if you think you're standing firm. Right. And that this can't happen to you. Right. Uh, you, you better guard yeah. yourself. You, you better guard um, your relationships. You, you need to, to, to guard you know, your heart and your ears and your eyes and your mind. And, and you need to know that, that the enemy wants to destroy you, your family, your children. And so we're in a spiritual war. In fact, we're, it's a great segue for, for next week. I mean, next week we basically look at the, the fact that there is a spiritual war that is going on and has been going on uh, since the rebellion of Satan and, and his demons and, and the fall of man. Yeah, and I think it's just to, to bring it all to a, to a conclusion. What kingdom are you building? You know, what foundation are you standing on and building upon? So, um, anyway, be praying for the Chandler family. That's a that's a tough situation. Um, things happen. Uh, pastors need prayer. Uh, they need support, and I and I know their family will just as much as ever. So, yeah. Um, I know that's ending the the podcast on kind of a a somber news, but man, it's just the reality we live that's in right. today. Yeah. Um. So, uh, that's all we have for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, a quick note, 
um, <laughs> before we started this podcast, uh, we said that this is probably going to be a short one because we didn't have a lot to talk about. Yeah, and this is probably and we are at forty seven minutes right now. Yeah, so you break it up. You listen to twenty three yeah. and a half one, there you and go. then you, you listen to the twenty four the, the the next. So you break it up. Yeah, you know. Uh, well, no we problem. always love doing this. Uh, thank you for just taking the time to listen to us. Um, rate us, review us, all that good stuff, and we will catch you back next week on another episode of the Community Recap Podcast. See ya.